Welcome to the Kingsway Christian Fellowship Home Service. We hope that you'll be blessed as you listen to this audio sermon streamed live from Melbourne, Australia. Kingsway Christian Fellowship is a family Bible-based non-denominational church preaching Jesus Christ, based in Wonturner. Visit www.kingswaychristianfellowship.com. Now here is Pastor Werner Schultz. going to Pastor Werner. Thank you very much and welcome everybody in the precious and wonderful name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And I want to encourage each one with a word and this is and I want to preach today on a very important subject and this subject might become reality perhaps very soon. I don't know, but everything in this world looks like there's only one thing that could happen at the next time or the next minute. I don't know, but and that is being called the rapture of the saints. And I want to read a scripture, just a part of that um, letter to the church in Philadelphia. And I want to read from chapter 3, the verses 10 to 13. Revelation chapter 3, 10 to 13. Because you have kept the word of my perseverance, I also will keep you from the hour of testing, that hour which is about to come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. I'm coming quickly. Hold fast what you have so that no one will take your crown. He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God and he will not go out from it anymore. And I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God and my new name. So far, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, and I thank you that you will come soon and perhaps you might come even earlier than we think, Lord. And this rapture, Lord, we are waiting for. And I pray this morning that our hearts might be yielding to you, Lord, that we might expect this rapture to happen perhaps any moment. moment. And I thank you, Lord. I pray give grace to speak your word. Give grace to listen to your word. And also pray, give grace to act upon your wonderful word. Hallelujah. The Lord is great and greatly to be praised. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now I want to speak on the rapture, the rapture, God's way of rescuing. Now God has a wonderful plan and that's 
Good. Now the real church, the ecclesia, and you know what ecclesia means. This Greek word means the called out ones. Everyone who has been called out of the world to Jesus is a, a, someone who belongs to the ecclesia. And there's another word for the church as well in the Greek, and that is being called kuriarche. We know this comes from the word Lord, kurios. That's the name for Lord in Greek. And kuriarche means the one that belongs to the Lord. And that shows us that the church doesn't belong to anyone, neither to me, not to anyone. The church belongs to him who paid the price. If I buy a car, it's my car. Or whatever I buy, because I paid the price for it. And so it is also with Jesus. He paid the price, as we heard when we had this communion celebration together. He paid a price for you and for me. And I belong to Jesus. And that's so important. Now, one thing we have to understand as well, that ever since the church was called out and she belongs to the Lord, the Kyriake, there was always, always something going on. The church was always from the early stage of Christianity persecuted. And Paul speaks to Second or to Timothy in Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 12. Indeed, all who desire to live godly in Christ, Jesus, will be persecuted. That is actually something that you see everywhere where the church of Jesus Christ is whether in Africa or in any country where there is no freedom to preach the gospel, we see persecution. And I get always Barnabas Fund um, information and how many, many Christians have been persecuted. But the interesting thing, the persecution never ever made or extinguished the church. And it's a saying, and as this, the blood of the martyr was the seed of the church. That means if martyrs were killed, it doesn't diminish the faith of these Christians. They got stronger and stronger. And that's what we see in here as well. Now, this is a law, like a physical law. And you know, Anything that is lighter than water will always flow on top of the water. And that's also that when we love the Lord, that the church of Jesus Christ will always be persecuted. And there's pressure on the church. And it's good to hear when the gospel is still able to be preached wherever it might be. And Jesus had once his disciples on a place, and the place was called Caesarea Philippi or Philippi. 
in Matthew 16, verse 18, and Jesus made a very clear statement. And upon this rock, and that is Jesus, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overpower it. And there is a guarantee that the church of Jesus Christ that belongs to him will never ever be overpowered by anything may come what it might. But we see here, one thing is for sure, that even Satan and the power of hell cannot overcome the church. And there's a wonderful truth, and let's set it into concrete for all eternity. As we read in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 9. God has not destined us for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And that's something which is important. And Paul wrote it to the Thessalonian with whom he was discussing the whole situation of the rapture. Obviously, people were dying in the church of Thessalonica as well. And some people thought, now what has happened? They heard always that Jesus is coming back, but at that time, Jesus hadn't come back as yet. And they had some question, what happened now to those who had, have died? And so there was the whole argument or the question that was being put to Paul. And Paul wrote a whole section, and this has become for us theology of the coming of Jesus, the rapture, and it's very clear. Praise the Lord. Rapture, we see, was also happening in the antediluvian time. And that's the time when Noah was. And we call it the antediluvian time. The time before the flood the time before the flood, there was one man, and we all know this name, and we read it in Genesis chapter 5, verse 24. Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. And whatever in this interesting situation, the Bible speaks about that Enoch had a close walk with, Lord, with the Lord. And they walked together, and he was all of a sudden not there. Where was he? Where was he? He was raptured by God because God took him. And that's important to understand. Jesus spoke about the rapture in Bethany. Bethany. You remember when Jesus came to Bethany, his friend Lazarus died, and he came later than they expected him. And Martha went out to him and said, if you would have been here, my brother certainly would not have died. Did Jesus make a mistake? No. What did he say? He didn't say, I'm sorry, I was 
held up by something on the road? No. He said, I am the resurrection and life. We read it in John 11, verse 25 and 26. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies. In other words, he said, now your brother will live. And she said, yes, I know at the last day he will live. And now Jesus gives a very clear understanding to us. Now, this theme with resurrection is not at the end when Jesus said this. But we read in verse 26. And he asks her, do you believe this? And then Jesus says, everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Do you see something here? Many, many years ago, I saw here something, the prerequisite for the rapture. Did Jesus speak then already from the rapture? Not only to the church in Philadelphia, that he will take this church out of the temptation and that will be the wrath of God, the judgment upon the nations. No, Jesus spoke there. And remember, there is a, a combination and where these two combinations are true at a certain time, that person will not die. We can see the resurrection Jesus spoke about and Lazarus came out of the grave. But there's also a time coming where the second time or second part in verse 26 will be applicable. And he says, and he who believes, that's the first thing we must. And he who believes and lives will never die. If you live now, our life now, and if you believe in Jesus, and if the day of his coming would be today, tomorrow, or tonight, I don't know, you will not die. And that's a great hope we have. Remember, any rapture person in the Old Testament did not, not die, nor in the New Testament will die when Jesus will come soon. Now, Enoch never died. The Lord took him. Now, where will God take people? Where? To himself. Now, and I have to think about and give you a little riddle. How many people did not perish in the great flood? Can somebody show me the number with their fingers? Anybody knows? What have you got? Now, it was not only eight. If we're 
9, because Enoch was saved also by the rapture. And that's the plan of God. So rapture is a plan of God to escape the judgment of God. Pastor Gary, did he show nine or eight? I don't know. I couldn't see properly, but hopefully nine. So nine people, although Peter says there were eight, that were escaping or saved through the flood. But he didn't mention about Enoch. So the rapture will separate people, and that's clear. Also, we have a pre figured rapture in the book of 2 Kings, chapter 2, verse 11. And you remember, there was Elijah. He was raptured when the Lord took him home. In 2 Kings, chapter 2, verse 11, it says, as they were going along and talking, that was Elijah. Elijah and Elisha. There appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire, which separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind to heaven. So there's one thing we see when the rapture comes and is occurring, a great separation will occur if you still live in the world and have so close contact with worldly friends and join in their life into there will be a great separation when elijah was taken up to heaven there was a separation and the rapture also will bring a separation perhaps even through families I don't know. There will be separation, perhaps through churches. One will be taken and one will be left. And that is the theme of the rapture. We must understand very clearly. It will be realized what the Bible says. And you will see, if you are clinging to the world, you will be separated from the world if you're not separated from the world in your life as yet then it will be and that will be too late and you will see very clearly the rapture is a wonderful thing wonderful theme but also something especially for those who have been left behind the rapture according to Paul. Now in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, or 4 rather, we read from 13 to 18. Let's read this. And Paul is speaking about the rapture. But we do not want you to be uninformed, brethren, about those who are asleep, so that you will not grieve as those that rest or who are resting that you will have or that you may have hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with you him. 
those who have fallen asleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the Lord, word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will not perceive those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore comfort one another with these words. Hallelujah. Now, where did Paul got this taught? We know his Old Testament theology, he got taught by a certain man, and he was a great teacher in the Old Testament, Gamaliel. But now this was something, this is New Testament theology. He received this from the Lord. And if Paul writes it here very clearly, we say it as often from the Lord. And we see Paul often refers that he received things from the Lord. And as we had this morning, the communion, and we know in First um, Corinthians chapter 11, this part in verse 23 starts, for I received it from the Lord. I received it from the Lord. It was not some new teaching. And we know there are people in churches who don't believe in the rapture. They say, ah, oh, the rapture came later on in. No, the rapture, the teaching of the rapture was freshly being given through Jesus or by Jesus to the apostle Paul. And this is, this is so wonderful. There was a, co a concern within the church in Thessalonians. And this was this. What happened now? Those who died, they had a funeral and they didn't know anything about what, what happened. Are they lost? Will we never ever see them again? And they might have come with this, with this question to Paul. And that's why Paul uh, dedicated this whole thing here in chapter 4, 1 Thessalonians, to the rapture and explained what is happening. And so Jesus is going to come back. And Paul says here in verse 13, what, but we do not want you to be uninformed, brethren, about those who are asleep so that you will not grieve as do the rest who have no hope. So there were people who grieve, but Paul didn't want them to grieve. He wanted them to be rejoicing in the Lord for a great hope, and the hope is the rapture. Hallelujah. Now we 
understand very clearly the world is going through a meltdown. And we see everywhere in the world, this world is in a horrible situation. The World Economic Committee wanted to and spoke and speak about a great reset. Do you understand what it could mean? A change perhaps in the whole philosophy of politic, politic, the great reset, something is on the horizon and the Bible teaches us very clearly the Antichrist is on the horizon. And there is a man who is very strongly behind it. And he is speaking about that everything has to be reset, reset. And we see it very clearly. There will be a reset, a pre preparation for the Antichrist. Are we waiting for the Antichrist? I am not. If you're waiting for the Antichrist, get prepared that your head will one day roll down the aisle. But I'm waiting for Jesus. He is coming. I'm waiting for the rapture. Now it's important to understand the word of God. Kingdom now theology wants to prepare a place for Jesus to rule, but they forget altogether that Jesus is preparing a place for us. We don't have to pre prepare a place for him to come and can say, no, Lord, you can take over. The millennium is prepared for you. No. He is preparing a place for you and for me. And that should give us so many reasons to rejoice. Now, the typical rapture of Enoch was not moving somewhere else. I spoke with somebody recently in the, about the situation also in Germany, what is going on and in Europe and everywhere in the world, the so-called reset. It is a preparation for the Antichrist. He will come soon. Now the world is being, and that's what Peter said very clearly, the world is being preserved for a great, great disaster. And as Peter says in Second Peter chapter 3, verse 7, but by his word, the present heavens and earth are being reserved for fire, kept for the day of judgment and the destruction of all ungodly men. There's something common coming and this so-called reset you might have heard this word 
in regards to world politics here and there. This great reset is a preparation for the Antichrist. I am not waiting for the Antichrist. I'm not interesting in the Antichrist. I am waiting for Jesus. Anybody else? I am waiting for Jesus. Hallelujah. And he will come. But the judgment will come after Jesus has raptured his church. And that was where we started with when Jesus spoke to the church in Philadelphia. You have kept my word. And therefore, I will keep you out of the great thing that is coming out of the great tribulation. And I will keep you out of that. And he says very clearly that this church will not go through the tribulation. And I'm glad that I belong to Jesus. I belong to Jesus, to his church. Hallelujah. Now when the whole world is on fire, where will you move then? Where will you move then? There will be nothing left to be moved on this earth. You can't go to California. There's fire. And somebody sent us a picture from the, from the space of the earth. There were so many fires to see from the earth. And I don't know how it will end up in California, wherever fires are. I don't know. But one thing the Bible says, and he said here to the church in Philadelphia, because you have kept my word, I will keep you out of the tribulation. And that's so important. I know your tribulation, that's what he said to the church in Smyrna. And then he said also to the church in Philadelphia, he who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he will not go out from anywhere, from it anymore. And I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God and my new name. Hallelujah. So the rapture is the only way to be rescued. If the Lord comes tonight, are you prepared? Are you prepared? And that's important that our life might be close to Jesus and that we might walk with him like Enoch. Enoch walked with the Lord and he was not seen because the Bible says God took him with himself. What a day it will be when we will be raptured. Do you believe in the rapture? Do you wait for the rapture? Get ready 
and serve the Lord with all of your heart. May the Lord bless you and let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this plan. It's your plan. This plan has not been thought out by man. It's not man's idea. It is your plan. And you love us so much, Lord Jesus. You have not destined us for wrath. You have destined us, O oh Lord, for eternal life. And we thank you. And I pray, Lord Jesus, for everyone who listened this morning to this word. Lord, that their hearts might be burning for you, Lord. And that we might walk close to you and close with you. In the wonderful name of Jesus, I pray. Whenever you come, Lord Jesus, I want to be ready. I want to live for you. I praise you and lift up the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Oh, praise the Lord. Amen. It might be closer than we think, yeah? It's right. Very much right. so. Mm -hmm. Who would have thought three or four years back that we'd be as far advanced as we are now? And it's accelerating. Yes, it goes faster and faster. Yeah, it kind of reaches a tipping point, doesn't it? And then all of a sudden, everything just kind of clicks into gear. And it's, 